podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Twit News Special number 381, recorded May 11th, 2022. Google I.O. Listeners of this program get an ad-free version if they're members of Club Twit. $7 a month gives you ad-free versions of all of our shows, plus membership in the Club Twit Discord, a great clubhouse for Twit listeners. And finally, the Twit Plus feed with shows like Stacy's Book Club, The Untitled Linux Show, The Giz Fizz, and more. Go to twit.tv slash club twit. And thanks for your support. Google I.O. is here. Hello, everybody. Leo Laporte joining me. Jason Howell from All About Android and Tech News Weekly. Hello, Jason. Hello. It's good to be here. And Although normally for Google I.O., I'm there and not I know. here. Well, you kind uh, of made your room over it. like Google I.O., so that's good. <laughs> little, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's sparkly. It's yeah, fresh. It's fancy. Festive. Also, Jeff Jarvis <laughs> is with us from This Week in Google. At buzzmachine.com. I don't I have time to do the whole Craig Newmark song. We'll save no, that no, no, for another time. We are going to a hybrid event right now uh, for Google I.O. I, I don't know if it's going to be at Shoreline, but there will be yeah, Google. It's at Shoreline. It's at Shoreline sure. with developers in yep. the uh, audience, perhaps some press. None of us were invited. There is definitely some press. I saw Dieter Bone uh, is tweeting from, okay, from I.O., which is no surprise. Yeah. Verge has a pretty tight tight relationship with google it seems. so do so. you though i don't understand there's a yeah, little hey this i is, mean this, they yeah. really peeled things back this year yeah seems like here we go it's all good google i, I wouldn't have been able to make it as it turns out anyways yeah, that's so. fine yeah <laughs> oh. it began with a problem and uh, it was kind noise of noise in the video there was so much information in the world and yet it was so difficult to find little frogs so we tried planes. to solve that problem but along the way, Claire, the old Google like, front page, Gmail. What's the best way to get from A to B? So this is a tour of Google Technologies, Google Maps. Help you with your mail, with mapping. Those that are still alive, anyway. Lens, <laughs> Pixel Six. My computer just crashed. Windows blue screen of death. From that. Google Drive. Photos, photos, photos. To stop this, we made that. Chrome. The more we look, Chrome. the more we find. Password manager. We should hear about Google and Microsoft and Apple's Fido plans today. Yeah. Yeah. There's someone that can't see, can't hear, really make it accessible to as broad a set of people as possible. Google is offering this stream with ASL for those who need it. And this stream will not be clean. This will be us commentating. So if you don't want that, how dare you? Go to YouTube. Yeah, don't know what to tell you there. Yeah, go to YouTube. You're in the wrong place. We are here to talk. Little AR, little drumming, a little porpoise. It just has to be built. I'm sorry, Wales. San Francisco. Quantum computing there. Ooh. I was just going to say the quantum. Got to get that in quantum there. Quantum lab. They talked a lot about that cars. last year. Built to help. Built to Our help. This is the new uh, slogan. Right? Oh, there it is. Shoreline. Wow, it's I remember that. And, it's and cool. I think this year, so if you've been to Google I.O. in the past at Shoreline, the entire stadium is filled for the most part. And this time, I think they just have that bottom. Yeah, you won't have the blanket filled, area so. in the back. Yeah. Sundar Pichai, Google, uh, Alphabet CEO on stage. Getting some All applause right. from the employees. Mic check. One, two, three. Can you guys hear me? 
Yeah. Not exactly. Good it's morning. On. After two years of starting many meetings on mute, I thought I should double check. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. Let's actually make that welcome back. It's so great to be back in Shoreline Amphitheater after three years away. To the. And even though we didn't get to see it, it looks like they had the pre-show DJ well, thank or you for something joining us and the thousands of developers, partners, and Googlers here with us. It's great to see all of you. And to the millions more joining us around the world on live stream, we are so happy you're here too. Last year, we shared how new breakthroughs in some of the most technically challenging areas of computer science are making Google products more helpful in the moments that matter. Selfie shot. All of this Get work is in service of a timeless mission <laughs> to organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful. This is long time. I'm excited Google. to show you how we are driving that mission forward in mission two key statement. ways. By deepening our understanding of information so that we can turn it into knowledge and advancing the state of computing so that knowledge is easier to access no matter who or where you are. Today, you'll see how progress on these two parts of our mission ensures Google watch products are built to help. And I'll start with a few quick examples. Big watch in the background. Look at that. Throughout yeah, the pandemic, I mean, the watch is focused on delivering it's, it's accurate information. We also saw a leak earlier from EvLeaks of a Pixel 6, all year, the specs, everything. Search yeah. and maps to find where they could get a COVID vaccine nearly 2 billion times. We've also expanded our flood forecasting technology to help people stay safe. This time the teleprompters the are on the cameras in the back, During last which is good, gives us good uh, contact with Sundar. Unless he's using that AI feature in and to reposition and the his eye. The support of the time we evacuated <laughs> yeah. hundreds of thousands of people. In Ukraine, we worked with the government to rapidly deploy air raid alerts. To date, we have delivered That's hundreds cool. of millions of alerts. That's pretty cool. Who needs a big old siren when you got your uh, Pixel 6? A few folks in the audience are uh, masks, wise few. ones. In yeah. March, I was in Poland, where millions of Ukrainians have sought refuge. Warsaw's population has increased by oh, nearly 20%. Oh, that's right. Dieter Bone is a Googler. He left the verge. Oh, no, Very you're right. Recently. I schools welcome yeah, thousands of new students. Yeah, okay. That nearly explains Somebody said some YouTubers were there. We'll see. Was hosting someone. Yeah. Marquez in countries Bradley around the world, pops up. Google Translate has certainly. been a crucial tool for newcomers. And residents trying to communicate yeah, with one another. The Bone, uh, we are Dieter proud Bone, of how it's helping Ukrainians Google. find a bit of hope and connection until they are able to return home again. Real-time translation is a testament to how knowledge and computing come together to make people's lives better. More people are using Google Translate than ever before. The translation is but we still have work to do to make it universally accessible. It's just yeah. There is a long tail of it languages really that are underrepresented on the web today. And translating them is a hard technical problem. That's because translation models are usually Trademark trained Microsoft. with bilingual text. For example, the same phrase in both English and Spanish. However, there's not enough publicly available bilingual text for every language. So with advances in machine learning, we have developed a monolingual approach where the model learns to translate a new language without ever seeing a direct translation of it. What? By collaborating with native speakers and institutions, we found these translations... <laughs> it's like a zero-knowledge proof to of language translation. Today, what? I'm excited to announce that we are adding 24 new languages to Google Translate. Wow. <laughs> wow. 24 new languages. Tell me if you've heard of any of those. 
Yeah, right. That's that's incredible. This includes the Open first like indigenous that. language of the Americas, and together these languages wow, are spoken great. by more than three hundred wow. million people. Breakthroughs like this are powering a radical shift in how we access knowledge and use computers. Yet, so much of what's knowable about our world goes beyond language. It's in the physical and geospatial information around us. For more than fifteen years. Google Maps has worked to create rich and useful representations of this information to help us navigate. Advances in AI are taking this work to the next level. Whether it's expanding our coverage to remote areas, reimagining how to explore the world in more intuitive ways. Around the world, we've mapped around 1.6 billion buildings and over 60 million kilometers of roads today. Some remote and rural areas have previously been difficult to map. Due to scarcity of high-quality imagery and distinct building types and terrain, to address this, we are using computer vision to detect buildings at scale from satellite images. As a result, we have increased the number of buildings on Google Maps in Africa by five times since July 2020, from 60 million to nearly 300 million. We have also doubled the number of buildings mapped in India and Indonesia this year, and globally, over 20 percent of buildings on Google Maps have been detected using these new techniques. We have gone a step further and made the data set of buildings in Africa publicly available. International organizations like the United Nations and the World Bank are already using it to better understand population density and to provide support and emergency assistance. We are also bringing new capabilities into maps. Using advances in 3D mapping and machine learning, we are fusing billions of aerial and street-level images to create a new high-fidelity representation of a place. These breakthrough technologies are coming together to power a new experience in maps called immersive view. It allows you to explore a place like never before. That. Let's go to take. Mm-hmm, let's go to London beautiful. and take a look. What a beautiful city! Say you're planning to visit Westminster with your family. You can get into this immersive view straight from maps on your phone, and you can pan around the sides. Here's Westminster Abbey, and if you're thinking of heading to see Big Ben, you can check if there's traffic, how busy it is, and even see the weather forecast. It's London, so I'm guessing it's rain. <laughs> Now, if you're looking to grab a bite during your visit, you can, can check out like restaurants nearby and get a yeah, glimpse inside. Laughter, sure, sorry, canned laughter. This is why, of course, you want to have employees in the audience. Yeah, What's amazing is that. that this isn't a drone. Although a lot of the people in that audience are, you know, true fans, yeah, developers, developers will always. They're, they're as excited. They're, they're very excited. Allows this experience to run on any smartphone. This feature will start rolling out in Google Maps for select cities globally this year. Another big improvement to Maps is eco-friendly routing. Launched last year, it shows you the most fuel-efficient route, giving you the choice to save money on gas and reduce carbon emissions. Eco-friendly routes have already rolled out in U.S. and Canada, and people have used them to travel 86 billion miles, helping save an estimated half million metric tons of carbon emissions, the equivalent of taking a hundred thousand cars off the, the road. I'm happy to share that we are expanding this feature to more places. Including Europe later this year. In this Berlin example, 
You could reduce your fuel consumption by 18%, taking a route that is just three minutes slower. These small decisions have a big impact at scale. With the expansion into Europe and beyond, we estimate carbon emission savings will double by the end of the year. I've seen that feature quite a bit, and I've used it a lot, at least uh, you know, here in, here in Petaluma, here in town. It pops up all the time for Google me. Google Flights. When you search for flights between two cities, we also show you carbon emission estimates along, alongside other information like price and schedule, making it easy to choose a greener option. These eco-friendly features in maps and flights are part of our goal to empower one billion people to make more sustainable choices through our products. And we are excited about the progress here. Beyond maps, video is becoming an even more fundamental part of how we share information, communicate, and learn. Often, when you come to YouTube, you're looking for a specific moment in a video, and we want to help you get there faster. Last year, we launched auto-generated chapters to make it easier to jump to the part you're most interested in. This is also great for creators because it saves them time making chapters. We are now applying multimodal technology from DeepMind. It simultaneously uses text, audio, and video to auto-generate chapters with greater accuracy and speed. With this, we now have a goal to 10x the number of videos with auto-generated chapters from 8 million today to 80 million over the next year. Often the fastest way to get a sense of a video's content is to read its transcript. So we are also using speech recognition models to transcribe videos. Video transcripts are now available to all Android and iOS users. Next up, we are bringing auto-translated captions on YouTube to mobile, which means viewers can now auto-translate video captions I love in 16 that languages, and creators yeah. can grow their global audience. Yeah. We'll also be expanding auto-translated captions to Ukrainian YouTube content next month, part of our larger effort to increase access to accurate information about the war. Yeah, I mean, those, both of those key features that he was talking about in YouTube, especially the auto-generated chapters and the transcription, I mean, use those all the time. They are so helpful. We are building it into our workspace products to help people be more efficient. Whether you work for a small business or a large institution, chances are you spend a lot of time reading documents. Maybe you felt that wave of panic when you realize you have a 25-page document to read ahead of a meeting that starts in five minutes. Google, whenever I get a long document or email, I look for a TLDR at the top. TLDR is short for too long, didn't read. And it got us thinking, wouldn't life be better if more things had a TLDR? That's why we have introduced automated summarization for Google Docs. That's interesting. <laughs> interesting, the cheers coming from the uh, employees. I know. Using one of the machine learning models, Google Docs will automatically parse and pull out Literally the main a problem points. at Google. This, this marks a big leap forward it's for a team language processing. <laughs> it requires understanding of long passages, information compression, and language generation. This is not a, you know, this is a feature that outside of the capabilities of Microsoft the and Apple have both tried models. to offer, but I bet and you Google does a better only job. The beginning. Yeah. Yeah. We Pro tip, don't rely on the TLDR to yeah. tell you everything yeah. you need to know. It will come to Google Chat in the next few months, <laughs> providing a helpful digest of chat conversations. Oh, chat So you digest. can jump right back into a group chat Slack. and look back at the key, key highlights. What's for lunch? That would be really nice. 
that's me. All the, all the employees are laughing. What's for lunch is definitely a highlight in my opinion. <laughs> we are working to bring transcription and summarization to Google Meet as well. So you can c- catch up on some of the most important meetings you missed. Of course, there are many moments where you really want to be in a virtual room with someone. And that's why we continue to improve audio and video quality. Yeah, they showed this last inspired year. Inspired by Project Starlight, which we introduced at I.O. last year. We've been testing it across Google offices to get feedback and improve the technology for the future. And in the process, we've learned some things that we can apply right now to Google Meet. Starline inspired machine learning powered image processing to automatically improve your image quality on Google Meet. And it works on all types of devices, so you look your best wherever you are. We actually use Google Meet a lot. We're kind of a Google yeah, We're also bringing studio quality use, virtual uh, lighting workspace. to me. You can adjust the light position and brightness so you'll still be visible in a dark room or sitting oh, in front of cool. a window. We are testing <laughs> this feature source. to ensure everyone looks like their true selves. <laughs> yeah, that was first on the Pixel. Continuing the work we have That's done with cool. real tone on the Pixel phones on the Monk scale, yeah. which we will tell you about in just a moment. Although it's These a feature just that I've never used. Some of the ways AI never is used improving yeah, our products, making existed. them more helpful, more accessible, and delivering innovative new features for everyone. Now I'll turn it over to Prabhakar to share the progress we are making on our original and most important product, Google Search. Of course. Prabhakar Raghavan, who is a senior vice president responsible for search assistant, geo, ads, commerce, and payment. Thanks for that. People's quest for knowledge often starts with the search. And over time, we worked hard to understand the trillions of questions that people ask us every year and to deliver the most helpful information possible. But the way people search for information shouldn't be constrained to typing keywords in a search box. It's human nature to gain knowledge through multiple senses and inputs as we go about our day. For instance, if I hear a bird chirping outside the window, I might point to it and ask my wife, what kind of bird is that? (laughs) His wife knows. While it's a huge challenge for computers (laughs) to understand the way we do, advances in technology are helping bridge the gap. (laughs) With AI technologies like natural language understanding and computer vision, We're transforming search to be far more natural and helpful than ever before. Imagine a future where you can search any way and anywhere and find helpful information about what you see, hear, and experience in whatever way is most intuitive to you. This is our vision for the future of search, and it's one we've already taken steps towards. When Google started, but first, Our you have to put cameras throughout your house and backyard so we can <laughs> see the birds. Share them. People have asked share us more complex us. and nuanced questions. And our investment in natural language understanding has significantly improved our ability to answer these, even when the query feels like a brain teaser. Hollywood movie about a dog I don't know and a this grandpa based on a Japanese uh, movie over 10 years story. ago. That's the answer. A dog story, okay. But for many questions, it can be easier to speak than type, which is why over a decade ago, we introduced voice search. We now get 
hundreds of millions of voice queries every day. Happy to record and them is even and listen to them off-site. New Thank internet you for users. giving those to us. <laughs> In India, for example, nearly 30% of mean. Hindi queries are spoken. <laughs> it does run through one's mind, though, does it not? Yeah, so course. we reimagine Google search they yet again. Be where they are right Google now if they hadn't right. to help you search what you see them. using your camera. That's the trade-off, isn't it? You know, yeah, it is the trade-off. Lens exactly. is now used over 8 billion times Lens a month, is amazing. Which is nearly tripled last year. Now, we're redefining Google search yet again. We're combining our understanding of information across multiple modes to help you express your needs more naturally than ever before. Just last month, we launched multi-search, one of our most significant updates to search. In the Google app, you can now search by taking a photo and asking a question at the same time. You can snap a pic of a spill-proof water bottle and ask for one with rainbows on it to brighten your kid's day. <laughs> can you get me this with rainbows? Or in my case, I was able to take a photo wow. of my leaky faucet and order the part to fix it. Wow. The funny thing is, I still don't know what that part is called. Don't need to. But this is just the beginning of what we can do with multi-search. With later this year, we'll add a new way to search for local information with multi-search near me. Just take a picture or long press one you see online and add near me to find what you need from the millions of local businesses we serve in Google. Near Me will work for, on multi-search for everything from apparel to home goods to my personal favorite, food and local restaurants. So, let's say I spot a tasty-looking dish online. I don't know what's in it or what it's called, but it's making me hungry. With this new capability, I can quickly identify wow. that it's japchae, oh, the Korean cool. dish, find nearby restaurants that serve it, and enjoy it in no time. Forget face recognition. I want food recognition. Yeah. At what point will it be to where you can well, point your, you know, share a picture of a enough. dish and it will pull out all the ingredients. That's cool. And make a determination. Much more yeah. What's the nutritional? Like, the visual interests yeah. of the dish and combines it with my, with, un, with an understanding of my intent. Not that I'm looking for local restaurants that serve japchae. It then cool. scans millions of images and reviews posted on web pages from, wow. and from our active community of MAPS contributors to find results about and nearby spots. And this is why spots. they've been urging you to contribute to MAPS for all this time. will be available yeah. globally later this year in English and will come to more languages over time. <laughs> we've determined that this is Kung Pao Chicken and we've determined today, that the best Kung Pao Chicken <laughs> yeah, today, is this, yeah. this restaurant yeah. five, uh, yeah. miles away from you. single yeah. friend. But sometimes you might want information about a whole scene in front of you. In the future, with an advancement we're calling scene exploration, you'll be able to use multi-search to pan your camera and ask a question. This is science fiction. Instantly glean insights about multiple objects in a Who are those scene. people? Let me give you an example. Where does she live? Oh, geez. Let's say you're trying you to go. pick out yeah. the perfect candy bar for your friend who's a bit of a chocolate connoisseur. So you take a picture of the you rack? You know they like dark chocolate <laughs> and have an aversion to nuts. And of course, you Which want to get them something these gets the highest ratings? Good. If you went to the store today to find the best nut-free dark chocolate, 
you'd be standing in the aisle for a while. Meanwhile, Google can bar, point you right to figure it. Figure out which type of chocolate yep. it is, whether it's nut-free, compare and contrast the options, and maybe even look up reviews online. But, but thanks that's so to much exploration, work. You'll be able to scan the entire shelf with oh your camera God. and see helpful insights overlaid. Oh, in no. That's AR. That's the beginning of <laughs> there you AR. Go. That's what yeah, you're going right. to do in, in glasses, right? Yeah, at some point. At the point when Google yeah. says, see, insights we were onto something so with Google yeah. Glass. Check out what we can do now. <sighs> Try doing that with just keywords. Yeah, that's that's exactly what AR was was all about. Scene yep. exploration yep. uses computer vision to instantly connect the multiple frames that make up the scene and identify all the objects within it. And of course, you don't have to pan your camera if it's on glasses; it you just look the around. Of the web yeah, and Google's knowledge graph to surface the most helpful results. In this case, which uh, bars are not free? Again, this is you know the benefit of Google rated. collecting all the information. Scene yeah. exploration is, the positive is a powerful side. Yeah. breakthrough yeah. in our device's ability to understand the world the way we do. Oh, imagine having this in glasses. The ability to yeah. see relevant information overlaid in the context totally of the world. Totally where they're headed for this. You could imagine using this in a pharmacy to find a scent-free moisturizer or at your no. local corner store <laughs> no, I can't, to find but okay. a black-owned <laughs> wine label. To okay, I might do that. <laughs> Yeah, which of these is the most environmentally responsible companies? Or, this this yeah. is right. like having a supercharged control F for the world around you. Looking further a out, supercharged control this technology F could be used beyond everyday needs. Yeah, control F for the world. Find, is that like what control F does? In identifying yeah. plant okay. species exactly. that need protection. Or helping oh, yeah, that's for the, for the website. Yeah, quickly yeah. sort through donations in times of need. From multi-search near me to scene exploration, the advancements we've talked about today are in service of our broader vision to make search even more natural and helpful. So you can search your whole world asking questions and we any way, A word of caution, because we always way. see at Google I.O., as always seen in the past, technologies which emerge promise, later or never emerge and maybe don't work quite as well. Remember the Google Translate with the earbuds? That, and it's critical you know, that they see themselves reflected yeah, in our products. never really they, happened. And there's many, many Yeah, totally. They show off a lot of Google I.O., a lot of like, here's what we're working on. Here's, here's what's coming soon. And even some of the coming soon don't ever happen for whatever reason. A multi-year initiative to build more equitable camera and imagery experiences on Pixel That's been a pretty remarkable technology in the Pixel 6 camera. Much needed. Yeah. It's an ethic. It's, it's, it's when we start talking about the ethics of technology, that's the kind of thing that matters. We are now a commitment to mm-hmm. skin tone equity across Google products. We partnered with Harvard professor Dr. Ellis Monk, who spent the past decade researching the impact of race, ethnicity, and skin tone on social inequality. And his research and expertise are shaping how we approach inclusivity in our products. Before it, I wonder what Tim Nick Gibra would say about Before this. Before I hand it over to my colleague Annie mm-hmm. to tell you more about the work we're doing in the space, let's hear from Dr. Monk himself. This is Dr. Ellis Monk. Oftentimes, when it comes down to representation, I'm amongst the darkest that you would find in media. When I know that there are much darker folks, even of different races, 
Color biases and colorism are really a global phenomena. The reality is um, life chances, opportunities, all these things were very much tied to your phenotypical makeup. It's facts. I feel like ever since I was a kid, if you were dark, you were not considered pretty. From a really young age, I did feel a really strong sense of responsibility to dig more deeply into issues of colorism. So for the last 10 years, I've been working on issues of racial inequality. And I developed a 10-point skin tone scale with the goal of making sure that everyone across the skin tone continuum feels represented. Do you feel like right now it's easy to find your skin tone? When we type beauty tutorial, if we only see white women, it just ties into the bigger picture yeah. of not being represented. Yeah. We can weed out these biases in our technology from a really early stage and make sure that the technologies that we have work equally well across all skin tones. I think this is just a huge step forward. Being represented is a right. If the internet truly is for everyone, then everyone should be represented. There is great potential for the tech industry to adopt the scale because the world is a better place when technology works equally well for everyone. These are great images. Mm -hmm. At Google, we build products for the world. She's the author of a book called Billions Building for Everyone. with varied backgrounds and experiences rely on our products every day. As Dr. Monk mentioned, skin tone is one of many important dimensions that shapes people's identity and experiences. And we all deserve to feel seen and validated. Today, we're excited to share how we're starting to use the Monk Skin Tone Scale to build more inclusive products across Google. Developed by Dr. Monk, the scale adds a critical step to our product development and testing to ensure the technology powering Google, our features works well things. for everyone. Entrepreneur residency. Our research has shown that more people in the U.S. find the Monk scale to more accurately reflect their skin tone compared to the current industry standard. This was especially true for people with darker skin tones. I wonder what is the current industry standard? We're testing the scale globally yeah. and in different product settings, and we'll continue to improve it to reflect people everywhere. At Google, we've started using the Monk scale to help improve how we understand and represent skin tone in products like photos and search. Every day, millions of people search the web. This is much more detailed than they did last but when the they were yeah, of the world re re revealing them. the Pixel 6 and these features. Started to roll out they didn't, I don't think they even mentioned the Monk scale. To show a range no. of skin tone diversity so that people from all kinds of backgrounds can find down more relevant this. results. Right. And for so makeup like everyday eyeshadow and bridal Probably makeup yeah. looks, users will have a new way to filter by relevant skin tones to find more helpful results. I can't tell you the number of it times that Google, I think, pushed for that in emojis, remember, the varying skin tones mm. and the skin mm. colors in the emojis. I can't tell you the number of times complimentary shades for my skin tone haven't been available. And so I'm personally thrilled to be able to easily filter for images that I can relate to. Building on our work with Real Tone, we're also using the Monk Scale to improve imagery experiences in products like Google Photos. And later this month, we'll be launching new Real Tone filters that oh, were designed nice. to work well across skin tones and evaluated using the Monk Scale. 
These filters were crafted by a diverse range of renowned image makers who are celebrated for beautiful and accurate depictions of their subjects. So the first step was to put this With into the cameras filters, on the pixel site. Right. But now it's really everywhere. photos. With just a few taps. <laughs> Building more inclusive experiences is a long-term commitment. One that involves close collaboration with brands, publishers, and researchers. And that's why we're pleased to announce that today we are open sourcing the Monk Skin Tone Scale Yay. so anyone can use it as a more representative skin tone guide. So the, the emojis are using something called the Fitzpatrick Scale, which is only five or six skin tones. So this is uh, in research much and more in product development. appropriate. The Fitzpatrick scale is really scale, for skin our cancer. Our goal is to improve it over it's time a dermatologist in partnership with the scale. industry. In the coming months, we'll also be developing a standardized way about to the colorism that exists in society too, search. and so creators, giving people brands, respect and publishers or their skin tone is critical to absolutely that ethics. Remember when Time magazine's cover of OJ was dark in several shades. To make him look more All menacing. All of this is part of our ongoing nice. commitment to ensuring that the web is as representative as our world. Skintone.google. And now, let's check in with our watch party in Sao Paulo. Okay. That's an abrupt shift. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice page, skintone.google, if you want to uh, see more about this. A free development tool from Google Responsible AI. Ah, Responsible AI. Uh-huh. Interesting. Well, that was fun. <laughs> okay, well. Check in with there Sao we Paulo. Go. Okay, bye. Bye, Sao Paulo. Thanks, Annie and team, for such inspiring work. And hola, Sao Paulo. So far today, we have talked about how we are advancing access to knowledge as part of our mission. Portuguese there, but maybe From better language translation to improve search experiences across images and video, to richer explorations of the world using maps. Now we are going to focus on how we make that knowledge even more accessible through computing. The journey we've been on with computing Maybe a is an pixel exciting for you, uh, Jeff. Every shift from desktop Pixels, to the web, book. to mobile, to wearables, no, don't and get my hopes up. computing <laughs> has made knowledge more yeah, useful in our daily lives. Real leaks about a Pixel as book. As One of those little are, Android figurines that they have at I.O. this year has a Pixel book, so you never know. Always Maybe thought that's computers a tease. should be adapting to people, not the other way around. So we continue to push ourselves to make progress here. To share more about how we are making computing more natural and intuitive with the Google Assistant, here's Sissy. Thanks, Sundar. It's amazing how quickly voice is becoming such a common way to access computing. Every month, over 700 million people around the world get everyday tasks done with their assistant. They can just say, Google, is a get help Vice President on GM the go for Google Assistant. And even in the car. But these interactions are still not as natural as they could be. First, you should be able to easily initiate conversations with your assistant. So today, we're introducing two new options so you don't have to say Google every time. Hallelujah. You can say hallelujah? <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? 
<laughs> Hallelujah. First, Everything would seem like a really great idea. the new feature for Nest Hub Max called Look and Talk, which is beginning to roll out today. You can simply oh. look directly at your device and ask for what you need. Yeah, like when it you does know you're looking at it. To start a conversation yeah. with another mm, person. Makes sense. Once you opt in, Look and Talk is designed to activate when both face match and voice match recognize huh. it's you. And video it's from these creepy. interactions is processed entirely on device. So it isn't shared with Google or anyone else. <laughs> Google, how do I make a bomb? Not going to be shared. That's good. <laughs> good. That's Nest Hub Max. Let me turn the camera back on and show you how it works. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I knew that was coming, Jeff. <laughs> Walking into the kitchen to start a weekend. But now it's going to happen more often. All you have to I do is look at look it. Over you go, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm going to look at you. It told me how to make a kebab, though. <laughs> Show me some beaches in That's Santa good. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> Saving me for myself. It's working, although yes. she had to kind of glare at it. I found a few beaches near work. Santa Cruz. <laughs> There's more than a few beaches near Santa Cruz. <laughs> I'm kind of glad you have to glare at it. It has to be intentional. Yeah, glare Pretty at cool, it. right? Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. Look and glare, they should call it. How long does it take to get to that first one? That's pretty impressive. By car, the trip to Natural Bridges State Beach oh, is 51 beach. minutes. Highly recommended. Just to hang out there in high school. That's so much easier than saying the hot word over and over. <laughs> the ability to distinguish intentional eye contact from a passing glance requires six machine learning models that are processing over 100 signals, like proximity, Head orientation and gaze direction. So, no, she really had to lean in and, and really look at it. And obviously, we've also tested and refined look and talk to work across a range work. of different skin tones. Yeah. Using some of the same principles of inclusion behind real tone on Pixel 6 camera and monk scale. Although, note the way that the Nest Hub Max is pointed, you can't see the screen, and I'm wondering if that's just a. Oh, you cynic, you. <laughs> We're also excited to expand quick phrases on Nest Hub Max. But there's a plug in the back of it. They couldn't fake that. Like answering calls on Pixel 6 and it's, stopping timers It's a little suspicious devices. that it's cheated so and that in you the next just Are you going to tell me the Wizard of Oz is just a short guy? Many common requests. <laughs> like you? Like setting alarms, asking for the time, they want to make sure the demo worked. Let's put it that way. All without saying the hot word. So there are a limited number of things you can do. Right. Just, uh, All right, check this which, out. Which is how they did their previous no the hot word life. thing that they rolled right. out, you right. know, months ago. Right. It was it was limited to certain commands. That was so easy. I just said what I wanted. Designed with privacy in mind, but you she did not look at the screen there. So I again am thinking this is a canned demo. So those are two ways that it's getting easier to start talking to the assistant. We're also improving how the assistant understands you. By being more responsive as you just speak naturally. That's if you not listen closely, necessarily people's a good conversations thing. are full of ums, pauses, and yeah. corrections. But that doesn't get in the way of understanding each other. And that's because people are active listeners. It already does that and to can react extent. to conversations. Yeah, yeah it does. I can pause when I think of something yeah. and it figures yeah. it out. Humans Although you pause too long and it fires it off and it's like, I don't understand. I can be a little frustrated is a really hard problem. Moving our speech models to run on the device made things faster, but we wanted to push the envelope even more. 
The breakthrough comes by creating more comprehensive neural networks that run on the Google Tensor chip, which was built to handle on-device machine learning tasks super fast. Let me show you a, a preview of how a this will all come together. In the Nest Hub Max? For example, I might tab I don't think and so. hold there on is my the Pixel, Pixel Buds and say, yeah. Yeah. Play Maybe they're going to announce a new from... Nest Hub Max. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the rumor. Oh, look at that. Oh, it, it went, Google yeah. says, mm-hmm. Florence and the something. Got it. Playing free from Florence and the Machine on and the Spotify. Something. Not on YouTube music. Oh, good catch. Yeah. You heard how I stumbled at the beginning. But my assistant gently encouraged me uh-huh. to complete my thought. Like a therapist. <laughs> it's the Freudian version. And then even when I messed up the uh-huh. artist name, Google Assistant correctly figured out the song I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know it's amazing how these improvements change the way it feels to talk to your assistant. You can stop worrying about the right way to ask for something and just relax no, you can't. and talk naturally. This is how we're pushing computing forward with natural conversation, letting you easily initiate conversation and making it so you can just speak naturally, all so you can be truly understood. That is I'm a excited skill, to see though. how our voices as easy as will that sounds faster, to do. It's never easy to actually do in my across many types of devices. Not sure it's a good idea to push the notion that the assistant understands that you'll hear about you. in a few minutes. Thanks, and back to you, Sundar. Sundar's doing more MC. A lot of it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Sissy. We are continually working to advance our conversational capabilities. Conversation and natural language processing are powerful ways to make computers more accessible to everyone. And large language models are key to this. Last year, we introduced Lambda, our generative language model for dialogue applications that can converse on any topic. Today, we are excited to announce Lambda 2, our most advanced conversational AI yet. We are at the beginning of a journey to make models like these useful to people, and we feel a deep responsibility to get it right. And to make progress, we need people to experience the technology and provide feedback. We opened Lambda up to thousands of Googlers who enjoyed testing it and seeing what it was capable of. This yielded significant quality improvements and led to a reduction in inaccurate or offensive responses. <laughs> a reduction we, we in offensive AI responses. That's it's a, a good new idea. way to explore AI features AI with a broader kitchen. audience. Inside the AI test kitchen, there are a few different experiences. Each is meant to give you a sense of what it might be like to have Lambda in your hands and use it for things you care about. The first is called Imagine It. This demo tests if the model can take a creative idea, you give it, and generate imaginative and relevant descriptions. These are not products, like they're the quick sketches that allow us to explore what Lambda GPT can do with two it. And As you see, the user interfaces are very simple. Say you're writing a story hmm. and you need some inspirational ideas. Maybe huh. one of your characters is exploring the deep ocean. You can ask what that might feel like. Here, Lambda describes a scene in the Mariana Trench. It even generates follow-up you questions copy that, for you is it on plagiarism? the fly. Yeah, it's you a good question. You can ask Lambda to imagine what kind wondering. of creatures might live there. Remember, we didn't hand-program the Wait, model. Write a whole crash against like the, a submarine when you're underwater? 
It's synthesizing. You don't have waves crashing against the submarine data. then. That's why you can ask <laughs> waves about waves rolling on the surface. <laughs> Saturn's rings, or even imagine. Well, being so on a remember the conversation from last uh, Google I/O. It was a very strange conversation. Yes. Staying on topic is a challenge for language models. Say you're building a learning experience. You want it to be open-ended enough to allow people to is explore this a, where is this curiosity an app takes we can them. Download or a but website? stay safely on topic. Yeah, I'd play around with that. Our second demo tests how Lambda does with that. Wonder how in this demo, we lyrics. prime the model to focus on the topic of dogs. <laughs> I hate writing lyrics. It again starts Love by generating a question me. to spark conversation. <laughs> Have you ever wondered why dogs love to play fetch so much? And if you ask a follow-up question, you get an answer with some relevant details. It's interesting. Uh, it thinks uh, it might have something to do with the sense of smell and treasure hunting. You can take the conversation any way you want. Maybe you're curious about how smell works and you just want to dive deeper. You'll get a unique response for that too. No matter what you ask, it'll try to keep the conversation on the topic of dogs. If I start asking about cricket, which I probably would, <laughs> the model brings the topic back to dogs in a fun way. How annoying. I didn't think dogs would <laughs> now, The challenge of staying like on topic is a tricky one. It's an important area of research for building useful applications with language models. And this last demo is my favorite, so we're going to do it live. Let me turn it over to Josh. Oh, they're getting it's us used to the idea that AI is determining Your what friend. we, yes. what the direction is, right? Yeah. No, we're not talking As about dogs because you want to. We're staying, you know, we're project. staying on cricket. And this will be the first ever live demo of Landa from stage. Are you all ready to see how it works? Oh, let's see. All right. This is the opportunity right. for awkwardness. Here I am in the AI test kitchen app. I'm going to open up this demo called List It. Now, Listit explores if Lambda can take a complex goal or topic and break it down into relevant subtasks. This guy's been it can help Google me figure out years. what I'm trying to do Senior and generate useful ideas I might not have thought of. If you love to-do lists like I do, this is a dream come true. I'm going to tab Start, and this is a project I've been thinking a lot about lately. Plant a vegetable garden. I'll send this off to Lambda. Because the world is, is about to end. On the fly, it's come up with these <laughs> different steps. Create a bunker. Subtasks. Yeah. I can see things How like much make food a list of what I want to grow. How much food the family of four need to I can also regenerate do I build on the fly to get even more ideas. <laughs> now, what's interesting about these is I can quickly so it's actually making drop a, a into to-do list Let's for you. Let's say this one, like what might grow in the area. And you can see it will give me further suggestions. Wow. I can keep going, breaking this down. This We're eventually giving me a list model. of what I might want to plant. This is really interesting. Like tomatoes yeah. or lettuce or garlic. We'll keep garlic out of it this time. Why? One of the other things Lambda does yeah. is not just break down you're lists, all in a but you can generate a tip. So here when I tap generate a tip, oh, it's you don't seen want to this one before actually. It's telling four, me if I have a small people, yard or yeah. patio. It gives me different vegetables I might be able to grow. Wow. Now, when we think about products like this and experiences <clears throat> like this, it's much more than just coming up with a list of vegetables to grow. Yeah, if I yeah. scroll back up, I, you can see all the different pathways that Land is helping me think through and giving me tips along the way. And just like that, this whole task feels a lot less daunting. Back to you, Sundar. That's pretty cool. Live demo worked. Yeah. Even surprised him with a tip he hadn't Thanks, seen so. before. 
Just like the other demos, you can input all kinds of goals, whether it's moving to a new city or learning an instrument. These experiences show the potential of language models to one day help us with things like planning, learning about the world, and more. Of course, there are significant challenges to solve before these models can truly be useful. While we have improved safety, the model might still generate inaccurate, inappropriate, or offensive responses. That's why we are providing feedback in the app so people can help report problems. And we'll be doing all of this work in accordance with our AI principles. Our process will be iterative, opening up access over the coming months, and carefully assessing feedback with a broad range of stakeholders, from AI researchers and social scientists to human rights experts. We'll incorporate this feedback into future versions of Lambda and share our findings as we go. Over time, we intend to continue adding other emerging areas of AI into our AI test kitchen. G.co slash AI test kitchen. As you just saw, Lambda 2 has incredible conversational capabilities. To explore other aspects of natural language processing and AI, we recently announced a new model. It's called Pathways Language Model, or PALM for short. It's our largest model to date and trained on 540 billion parameters. Palm demonstrates breakthrough performance on many natural language processing tasks. I guess that trademark is available generating now. code from text, answering a math word problem, or even explaining a joke. It <laughs> achieves this to greater scale. And when we combine that scale with a new Twitter irony chain of thought prompting, <laughs> the results are promising. Chain of, chain of thought, thought prompting, prompting allows us to describe multi-step problems as a series of intermediate steps. Let's take an example of a math word problem that requires reasoning. Normally, how you use a model is you prompt it with a question and an answer, and then you start asking questions. In this case, how many hours are in the month of May? So as you can see, the model didn't quite get it right. So in chain of thought prompting, we give the model a question-answer pair, but this time, we explain how the answer was derived. Kind of like when your teacher gives you a step-by-step example to help you understand how to solve a problem. Now, if you ask the model again, how many hours are in the month of May or other related question, it actually answers correctly, and it even shows its work. So Test Kitchen is not yet open to the public. You can go to the website and get the same info Chain of thought we just got, but it says accuracy by we're a opening it up margin. to small groups of people this gradually. This leads to state-of-the-art so. performance across several reasoning benchmarks, including math word problems. And we, and we can do it all without ever changing how the model is trained. Palm is highly capable and can do so much more. For example, you might be someone who speaks a language that's not well represented on the web today which makes it hard to find information. Even more frustrating because the answer you're looking for is probably out there. Palm offers a new approach that holds enormous promise for making knowledge more accessible for everyone. Let me show you an example in which we can help answer questions in a language like Bengali, spoken by a quarter billion people. Just like before, we prompt the model with two examples of questions in Bengali, with both Bengali and English answers. That's it. Now we can start asking questions in Bengali. What's the national song of Bangladesh? The answer, by the way, is Amar Shonar Bangla, and Palm got it right too. This is not that surprising because you would expect that content to exist in Bengali. 
But you can also try something that is less likely to have related information in Bengali, such as what are popular pizza <laughs> toppings in New York City? And the wow. model again answers correctly in Bengali. Pepperoni, sausage, and So it probably just stirred up a debate amongst New Yorkers about how correct the answer really is. <laughs> what is so impressive is Tom has never seen parallel sentences between Bengali and English. It was never explicitly Jeez. thought to answer questions or translate at all. The model brought all of its capabilities together to answer questions correctly in Bengali. Wow. And we can extend the technique to more languages and other complex tasks. We're so so I'm unclear, but it says it hasn't been taught to translate, and yet it is translating. We're so optimistic about yeah. the potential for language models. One day we hope we can answer questions on more topics in any language you speak, making knowledge even more accessible. I guess it's not translating. Search and across all of Google. It's understanding the Bengali all question, answering today are possible in both English and Bengali, but not actually translating from one to the other. Recently, we announced plans to invest $9.5 billion in data centers and offices across the U.S. Which no one, one wants to go to. One of our state-of-the-art data centers is in Mays <laughs> County, Oklahoma. I'm excited to announce that there we are launching the world's largest publicly available machine learning hub for all our Google Cloud customers. This machine learning hub has eight cloud TPU v4 pods, custom-built on the same networking infrastructure that powers Google's largest neural models. They provide nearly nine exaflops of computing power and aggregate, bringing our customers an unprecedented ability to run complex models and workloads. We hope this will fuel innovation across many fields, from medicine to logistics, sustainability, and more. And speaking of sustainability, this hub is already operating at 90% carbon-free energy. This is helping us make progress on our goal to become the first major company to operate all our data centers and campuses globally on 24-7 carbon-free energy by 2030. Even as we invest in our data centers, we are also working to innovate on our mobile platforms. So more processing can actually happen locally on device. Google Tensor, our custom system on a chip, was an important step in this direction. It's already running on Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro and brings our AI capabilities, including the what best speech recognition we've A. ever deployed, right to your phone. Mm -hmm. It's also a big step forward in making those devices I mean, more secure. Huge missed opportunity. If Combined with Android's private compute core, <laughs> it can yeah. run data-powered features directly on device that so that it's private to you. To share more about how we are making computing safer with Google, let me turn it over to Jen. So we were wondering if this was going to be a one or a two-hour keynote. I'm guessing it's going to be a two-hour yeah, keynote. Yeah, we're at 10.53 already. Every day, people yeah. turn to our products for help in moments big and small. Core to making this possible is protecting your private information every step of the way. Even as technology grows increasingly complex, One of the first female engineers at Google, she's currently than anyone senior else vice president for Google Core with Systems that are secure by default private by design, and put you in control. You've been at Google for 23 years. Today, 
I'm Jeez. proud to share with you wow. our latest advancements that make 10, every day <laughs> safer. Came out of Stanford in 99 and went Widespread straight to Google. Widespread cyber attacks like wow. Colonial Pipeline and the recent Log4j vulnerability threatened to put people's private information at risk. It's one of four of Disrupt the, critical services of the first like energy grids at Google, and telecommunications networks wow. and weaken global wow. democracies. One of the first 30 employees. To prevent future attacks, we're raising the bar for the entire she industry to Marissa by Meyer, pioneering advanced cybersecurity technology, alerting others to security risks within their own systems, and open sourcing solutions that make the whole internet safer. Specialized teams like Threat Analysis she has Group and Project US Zero patent counters serious for the graphical user interface of the Google homepage. The internet. <laughs> Last year, our Threat Analysis Group detected that over 40,000 users were being targeted by government-backed actors. We automatically alerted everyone and increased protections and blocked attacks. Still has trouble parting her hair, though. Most apparently. recently... With the war in Ukraine, we observed a surge of distributed denial-of-service attacks against websites providing critical information, like current news and evacuation resources. We expanded our free DDoS defense program, Project Shield, to defend more than 180 Ukrainian websites, including those that belong to the Ukrainian government, news, and human rights groups. And because much of the world's technology infrastructure is dangerously outdated... We're now investing $10 billion to modernize vulnerable systems and infrastructures, secure the software supply chain, and train 100,000 Americans in digital skills, including data privacy and cybersecurity, through the Google Career Certificate Program. In addition to keeping companies and organizations safe around the world, we build advanced security into everything we make to protect individual users. In the last few years, phishing scams have risen substantially, and they're responsible for 90% of recent cyber attacks. Our built-in protections intercept these attempts before they ever reach you. For example, every day, Gmail and messages by Google block more than 15 billion spam and phishing messages. Google Play now scans 125 billion installed apps for malware, making the entire app ecosystem safer. And our safe browsing technology, built into Chrome and other major browsers, now protects 5 billion devices from risky sites. Detecting and remember, blocking threats at Project this scale Shields every day makes our AI power protection the second to none and also enables our teams to identify new areas to safeguard. Because there were, uh, Which is why we're now scaling our proven phishing protections to Google Docs, Sheets, and Slides. Soon... If you're working in a shared doc that contains a suspicious link, we'll automatically alert you and take you back to safety. Yeah, they rolled out a free cyber attack shield for elections in 2018. No matter yeah, where they yeah, occur, I seem to remember that, yeah. all phishing attempts yeah. share a single goal, okay. to compromise your account, often using it as a tool to spread the attack to your network. Protecting your account starts with building the most advanced authentication technologies everywhere that you sign in. Cybersecurity experts say the single most important way to protect your account and help prevent cyber attacks is to use multi-factor authentication. However, it sometimes gets a bad rap for creating extra friction. That's why we've made our two-step verification as easy as it gets. 
Whether you're on Android or iOS, just one tap on your phone and you're in. No six-digit codes. I'm always nervous it's not going to come up. Yeah, I know, me too. We were the first consumer technology company to offer two-step verification. Yeah, Yeah, I like it. And we're now the first to turn it on by default. Yeah, that was controversial. Last year alone, we enrolled an additional 150 million accounts in two-step verification. Because no one uses it. And so you just kind of have to force them. And we're optimizing the sign-in flow and account recovery experience so that we can turn on this additional layer of protection for everyone. To extend the world-class security of your Google account to all your online accounts, we built Sign-In with Google. Every day, 400 million people use it for secure, one-click access to everything from travel sites to grocery apps. Building an authentication system that's secure and easy to use is a massive challenge. I'm private. I mean, how many times have we all had to click forgot password? Thanks to years of engineering investment in our password manager, two-step verification, security keys, and most recently, passkeys. Yeah, there it is, passkeys. We played the path That's for it. a future without the, passwords. That's the name of this new thing. Steve talked quite a bit about it yesterday on the security now. Yeah. It's a little cool? less... And we're now leading it. an industry-wide effort to enable passwordless sign-in across every device, website, and application on any platform. I'm really proud of the work we've done to make secure authentication accessible for everyone, everywhere. As we all do more and more of our shopping online, keeping your payment information safe and secure is critically important. Today, I'm excited to announce the launch of virtual cards on Chrome and Android. Oh, boy. Now, when you use autofill to complete your payment details at checkout, we'll replace your card number with a distinct Mm. virtual number, reducing the risk of fraud and identity theft. To give more people access to a safer way to pay online, we've worked closely with Visa, American Express, Capital One, and MasterCard to roll out virtual cards starting this summer. Chrome and Android only. Uh, Apple Pay does something similar. We're it's a European constantly standard. monitoring the security of your Google account to give you peace of mind. We're now adding a safety status on your profile picture. So if anything needs your attention, we'll let you know and then guide you through simple steps to ensure your account is secure. We're relentless about protecting your personal information with the most advanced security in the world. Because if it's not secure... It's not private. But protecting your privacy requires us to be equally rigorous in building products that are private by design. And I'm excited to tell you about our latest advancements in this area. Today, computing's no longer happening just on a computer or on a phone, but across your home, in your car, on your wrist, and in the cloud. Unlocking personalized, helpful experiences while protecting user privacy in this increasingly complex environment presents new technical challenges. Building on deep research and advances in AI, hardware, and cloud computing, we've engineered a new technical approach we call protected computing. At its core, protected computing is a growing toolkit of technologies that transforms how when and where data is processed to technically ensure the privacy and safety of your data. Our approach focuses on three areas. First, we minimize your data footprint. 
Our focus here is on shrinking the amount of personally identifiable data altogether, collecting less and deleting more, using techniques like edge processing and ephemerality. If the data doesn't exist, it can't be hacked. Second, we de-identify the data, from blurring and randomizing identifiable signals to adding statistical noise. We use a range of anonymization techniques to strip your identity from your data, so it's no longer linked to you. This has historically you. been difficult and not successful. And third, but we restrict access Google making through technologies work. like end-to-end -end encryption and secure enclaves. This is about making it technically impossible for anyone, including Google, to access your sensitive data. This toolkit of diverse techniques enables us to deploy the safest, smartest solution possible, and often stack multiple techniques to provide layered protections. Today, protected computing enables Android to, suggest, to suggest the next phrase in your text while keeping your conversation completely private. It helps Pixel know when to keep your screen awake while continuously deleting ambient signals as they're processed. And it allows Chrome to alert you to compromised passwords without knowing a single one. Later today, you'll hear more about how protected computing is enabling new ambient experiences across your Android and smart home devices while keeping your information private. In addition to providing helpful experiences, Protected computing is essential to unlocking the potential of data to benefit society more broadly in a way that preserves everyone's privacy. For example, our Environmental Insights team is exploring how, with protected computing, we can provide local governments with de-identified and aggregated location and movement data within their cities to help reduce their carbon footprint. Protected computing represents our deep commitment to innovating new technical solutions that make technology more helpful, safe, and private, everywhere that computing happens. No one else is deploying such a multifaceted approach at our scale, and I'm excited to see all the ways our teams will apply protected computing no one else, not even to ensure Apple, that every day you're safer with Google. Hmm. They really, I, I think that's a tough thing for them to prove, but I, you know, I don't know if people really believe at that. At the end of the day, we believe that privacy is personal. That's why we continue to build powerful controls that let you choose what's right for you. The more right that happens you. on your device, the better. But to, to people share more about that. the newest ways we're putting yeah. you in control yeah, right. of your data, well, I let think me pass it to Danielle. I mean, they know Google's an advertising company first and foremost. That's their revenue. I just don't know if people believe that Google is all in on their privacy. Maybe they, I mean, it's and I, people like you, Leo, and all you media people. <laughs> we feel privileged that billions of people trust products like Search, Chrome, Maps, and Android to help them every day. And we work hard to earn that trust by providing tools that put you in control of your privacy and that help you control your online experience. As Jen mentioned, protecting your privacy is central to making every day safer with Google. An important way that we do this is by helping you take more control over your data, including the data used to show you ads. We never sell your personal information to anyone or use the content you store in apps like Gmail, Google Photos, or Drive for advertising purposes. 
We yeah, also and I believe never that's true, but I don't know if people information, in like general health, think that. Race, religion, <laughs> or sexual orientation. Well, this notion of selling data versus ads. using data. Period. Oh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. We don't give it to a we third party, but we use it. Helpful, yeah. relevant, mm-hmm. and safe. So later this year, we'll launch but My Ad Center to give you even more control mm-hmm. over the ads you see across YouTube. I mean, this is what they're fighting, gets them more data, which would be a good thing We're for right. them and us. Right. But yeah, you can see the benefit of them having the data. Oh, but, God, yeah. But I also think people are very skittish about giving Google expanding on our existing ads privacy settings. Data. So now through My Ad Center, you can directly control the data used to personalize your ads. For the first time, you can choose to see more ads from the categories or brands you like. For example, I'm interested <laughs> Just in give us some more data. Vehicles. This is so how you basketball your ads. ads. How many ads are there for basketball? You can oh, also lots. opt to see fewer <laughs> ads from categories or brands you're not interested in. You'll Would be you able like to access My ball? Ad Center through your Google account <laughs> or directly from the ad. But it's not just about managing This is the ad data. choices thing we see we all the time now. We also know people want to have more control more over their online presence. Maybe because of the pain. It's like, it's like my Yahoo. Yeah. Who's going to go to the So I have yeah. a question for you all. Yeah, right. How many of you have searched for your name on Google? Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> okay. I do the occasional search for myself, and judging by the reaction, I can tell I'm not alone in checking to see what others may Who find doesn't? about me online. I think it's responsible At to Google, yeah. while oh. we strongly believe in open access to information, we prefer you not we search also for have a name. deep commitment to protecting people online. This is why we have policies for removing certain types of personally identifiable information oh, from search results that here. we know people yeah, may be private, to the event. such yeah. as their bank account or credit card numbers that could be used for financial fraud. Now we're building on this by introducing a new Problem tool to accompany updated removal policies so, so that allows you to take fraud. even right. more control of your online presence. Do you think this is their... Kind of attempt to preempt any right to be forgotten in the U.S. and other markets. No, because this is more about Soon, doxing stuff than about substantive news reports. Right. Your contact right. details, such as your phone number, home address. Yeah, they've said very clearly if it's a news report, down, we're not going to. You can easily request their removal from Google search. And again, you're only removing it from Google search, right? You not the original you can't source. It from the internet, yeah. right? Yeah. Of course, removing this information from Google search doesn't remove it from the web. Jeff just but said this. But this is an important step in <laughs> helping to protect Jeff on people stage, obviously. <laughs> this feature will be available in the coming months in the Google app, and you will also be able to access it by clicking the three dots next to individual Google search results. Another By the way, who knows there's a Google app? Of being safer online is having access to reliable iPhone users. Google search the only is built way you can get Google search to deliver high-quality information. <laughs> yeah, this has set Google apart from day one, and it's something we relentlessly invest in. And we also give you tools to evaluate the reliability of the information you come across. One of the tools we launched last year called About This Result has now been used more than 1.6 billion times. This tool is available on individual search results, helping you see important context about a website before you even visit. But we want to ensure you feel in control of the information you're consuming, 
wherever you are know this? So we're making this helpful context more accessible as you explore the web beyond search. So imagine you're researching conservation efforts and you find yourself on an unfamiliar website of a rainforest protection organization. Before you decide to donate, you'd like to understand if it's reliable. And with just a tap, the Google app will soon surface relevant context about the website, including the site description, what they say when about themselves, three dots appear, and what I, others say about I, them. This, this is cool. Like I'm looking at this. It's great. <laughs> You'll be able to see context like this on any website about this coming result. soon to the Google app huh. on both iOS and yeah, Android. Yeah, it's been there. I don't think that anybody goes to those extra steps. Right. It's like the source information on Facebook people don't click on. As we've talked about today, at Google, we keep more people safe online than anyone else in the world with products that are secure by default, private by design, and that put you in control. Everything we make is designed with safety at the core, including the platforms with billions of users like Search and Android. And speaking of Android, the team has been building cool experiences across the many devices in your life. And up next, Samir will be here to tell you more about it. But first, let's say hello to our watch party in London. <laughs> this is going to be brief, too, I imagine. <laughs> let's Cut go. To them. They'll be calm. Yay. Oh, no, they're, they're, they're rooting, Ooh. cheering from the beginning. They got foam fingers. They got Google flags. <laughs> That's it. That was it. <laughs> and okay. Now, Good let's take a look at Android. Okay, where's the beer? Is this where we talk about uh, Android 13? I guess it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Samir Samat. Potentially, eventually, the uh, the watch, the phone. It's yeah. great to be back at Samir Shoreline Samat. for Google I.O. Vice President of Product Management at Google. Over the years, Android Came has to Google grown from into the most popular OS in the world. Delivering access, yep. connectivity, and information to people everywhere on their smartphones. Last year alone, consumers activated one billion new Android phones. And as Prabhakar showed us earlier, with advances in machine learning, these supercomputers in our pocket can help us get more done than ever before. While the phone is still the most popular form of computing, People are increasingly adding all kinds of connected technologies to their lives. Yeah, there's a few empty seats like there. TVs, cars, yeah, in the back, watches, yeah. all, all the way the more. press was is gone. Yeah. And even if those devices don't they come from different manufacturers, people expect everything to work together without the hassle. It's got to be simple. If you're just joining us, they have Android not yet talked about products, but I suspect choosing the technology that's what's about that to happen. Best Don't for them. I think I Android 13. In a multi-device world, we believe yeah. this openness yeah. is even more essential for creating the best consumer experience. So let's talk about what's new in Android 13 to bring all the benefits of this multi-device future to everyone. There are three big themes we're focused on. Have you installed it yet, Jason? First, yeah, yeah, I have it running on my Pixel. Um, with your phone at the center. <laughs> I did the uh, go Second, from 12 beta to 13 beta. And it was not supposed to wipe my phone, but it ended up wiping it anyway. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's all right. It gave me a, a reason to fresh start. And so far, right. I really like it. And There's third, some things I really like about it. Making 13. all your devices work better together. 
to solve problems and help you. This is your the day. response that uh, Google has Let's to, of course, Apple's continuity, which really encourages Android people to stay in the Apple builds ecosystem. Builds on our material you design language, so your phone Samsung has even more ways have a kind to adapt of to with your, your style. Um, all your app yeah. icons can now incorporate it makes your sense for all theme. Android to do that. And there's a new media control that tailors its look to the music you're listening to. Yeah, the new I music player on 13 grooves um, to the beat. The changes there are super really cool. Nice. You can even very personalize visual, your experience graphical. by setting a different language per app. So wow. if you're multilingual, you that's can use cool. your social media app mm-hmm. in so one your language WhatsApp could be in and French. your banking app in another. Yeah, that's interesting. And, of course, Android 13 comes jam-packed with dozens of new security and privacy features. But security needs to go beyond your device. When you send a message from your phone to someone else's, you want to be sure it's private and secure. That's why we've worked with carriers and device makers all over the world to upgrade SMS text messaging to a new standard called RCS which can enable important privacy protections, like end-to-end encryption. This is a huge step forward for the mobile ecosystem, and we're really excited about the progress. In fact, Google's Messages app already has half a billion monthly active users with RCS, and growing fast. A lot more people in my contacts are showing up as a chat instead of an we SMS. Hope so. Every mobile operating system gets the message. Get it? Get it? Apple. And upgrades Apple. to RCS. Not going to happen. If only. So your messages are private, no matter what device you're using. Now, our our phones battle. are essential parts. What watch is he wearing? Is it a moto or friends, is it good question? Family yeah. and loved ones. His close up uh, is covered days, with the lower there's third. There's only two I things I would leave get. my home without my phone. I think it's the new Pixel Watch. I, it looks, I mean, it'd be surprising. So it's like the renders. Is, yeah. Can yeah. my phone it's replace r- my wallet? It's round. Well, today we're excited to introduce the new Google Wallet. Oh, <laughs> so we're back to Google Wallet, by the way. So go ahead and follow the breadcrumb trail. It was it's Google Wallet at one point, then it became Android Google Pay, and now it's back to Google Wallet. Secure access to your everyday essentials. <laughs> Sometimes and Google, Google. Wallet securely stores your payment cards, so you can tap to pay anywhere Google Pay is accepted. But Wallet is for so much more than payments. It's a way to unlock more of the world around you. You can show your student ID on campus, board a flight. Or start your car. You can even use it as your park pass to explore Walt Disney World. Items that contain highly personal information, like your vaccine card, are stored on your device and not shared with anyone, not even Google. Now, we know it's hard to part with your physical wallet if it doesn't have your most essential item, your ID. So we're working with states here in the U.S. Oh, interesting. And Apple's already done this. Around the world with, uh, to bring digital IDs to Wallet later this year. Yeah, we're waiting for this. <laughs> I keep my, my driver's license driver's uh, in the back of my clear case on my you Pixel. You can share the information in your ID so without ever having help. to give your phone to another person. Simply tap via NFC or use a QR code. 
Google Wallet will be rolling out to Android and Wear OS devices around the world in the coming weeks. <laughs> you won't notice a thing. <laughs> no. This was the name change. Now, helping you securely again, communicate again. with your friends and family and storing your digital identity is really useful. In two years, Our it'll be back to Google be Pay. even <laughs> more essential in difficult moments in life, like emergencies or natural disasters. Two years ago, we developed the first algorithms on a phone to detect when you're in a car crash and automatically call for help. Let's take a look. I've got no recollection of the accident So this is a complete copy of the Apple Watch ads that aired upside down and (laughs) the uh, NFL playoffs and Super Bowl. And exact. the most powerful voice I had, I screamed out, help! Which I knew was pointless. Except. I heard help is on the way. My phone. The phone detected the accident. And I'm just lying here looking at the moon. It was so much joy when I heard somebody say, we found him, we've got him. Wow. This is, I'm that's pretty cool. Yeah. The moment. But you've seen the Apple Watch ads, so they're exactly the same, right? The car crash Except that they featured the 911 call. Saved my life. So this is good. I mean, uh, you know, it's a good thing. I'm Stories like this have inspired us to do more, to make technology helpful when you need it the most. Later this year, we'll start bringing emergency SOS to where. So you can instantly contact a trusted friend or family member or call emergency services right from your watch. We're also expanding Android's earthquake alerting system to many of the remaining high-risk regions in the world. It uses accelerometer data from phones I've actually to determine seen if an earthquake is happening. Say that they knew seconds, in the 10 or more area, seconds before the earthquake. Before the shaking yeah. reaches them. Uh, that it, pretty, that we're pretty amazing. It ladder, is pretty amazing. Take cover yeah. or pull your car over. These extra Enough seconds time to get in the door jam. can save We don't lives. do that anymore, uh, oh. Jeff. We have to get under oh. tables now. That's old. That's back when you lived here. We've been told do not get in the door jam anymore. Can help us do Why? More. Well, I don't, I don't have a table. <laughs> Whether it's helping you securely communicate. It's not with an idea table I made. It's not very safe. Yeah. Depends on the table, really. In critical moments. Your phone really, is your if there's an earthquake, you're screwed. It doesn't matter companion. where you go. And yeah. what you can do with Android gets even more exciting when we go beyond the phone. To tell you more, here's Tristan. Now I'm beyond the phone would not be the phone. <laughs> Tristan, up still. Along with the phone, we're working hard Wonderful to ensure Android oh, of course he's a, Brit. a fantastic experience on all the devices that are most important to you, especially oh, your Australia. personal devices like watches. VP and Engineering at Android. At IO last year, Android we experience. announced some huge updates he's also to Wear a Google OS, Scholar. including launching our joint platform. Oh, no, he's on Google Scholar. He's and not what a, a year Scholar. it has been. There are now over Aussie, three times as many Wear OS devices this year as there were last year. And this is just the start. Keep an eye out for new watches from Samsung, Fossil, Montblanc, and more starting this and summer. Google. And what? 
The momentum is carried what? on throughout developer community. Ooh, and We're more. great app experiences on Wear OS. What? And making the watch I don't think even better a lot. for no watch. Favorites like Spotify, Adidas Running, Line, and Kakao Talk what? have all recently come to the platform, with many more coming soon. CDC says do with not stand in a doorway. You are safer under a table. And apps, Wear OS is bringing in the modern best houses, of doorways are no stronger than any other part of the house. And this year, well, I don't have to worry because I'm in New Jersey yeah. where this doesn't happen to us. The consumers yeah. are super excited about California is not meant to tablets. be lived in. Just watch tablets. We are now approaching 270 million active users on large screen devices. Well, okay. Android pioneered multiple that sizes make, and uh, Do they consider the foldables? Large yeah, that's a good question. We have many fantastic devices hitting the market, like the Samsung Galaxy Tab S8 Ultra, Lenovo Tab P12 Pro, and others from partners like Oppo and Xiaomi that are all being built on the latest Android releases. Incredibly, we can now get tablet-like experiences that can fit in your pocket. With foldables oh, delivering all of the benefits of a large oh, screen device, tablet like the portability of a phone, and Android is the only way to experience it all. But That's there is so one. much That's more good. to do. For all so ten this of you year, who want it, we've been working hard to make Android tablets amazing. But rather than just telling you about all these, it's really updates, up to the third party. Why don't I show you developers, if you ask me? Yeah, continues to be. From the moment you power on the device, you can see the Android experience has been refined for the larger screen. One thing I absolutely love are the changes to the notification shade. It's been expanded to let you see more at a glance and have control right at your I fingertips. I want my Nexus 7. Uh, There's also a new app taskbar that runs along the bottom. You can see if I go ahead and fire up Google Photos, the taskbar is still there. And it gives me easy access to all my apps Very when Chrome I need OS like Yeah. This bigger screen also makes multitasking super easy. Say I want to share a picture from my latest vacation with a friend. I can pick up the conversation. Where is Hopefully. it? Hello? Come on. Where? Pick Come, it on. Up. Come on, pick it up. Put there it there. We go. That's how, just how easy it is. Even I call it. my friend, friend. Hi, <laughs> friend. As I remember it. <laughs> this is not a great demo. And then I'm sorry. Drag it straight in. Wow. I love using these pairs of apps to help me get things fun. In fact, if get you swipe fun? up to overview, you can see <laughs> Poor guy. I'm already busy planning yeah, my next vacation. He's stuck with this demo. He can't now, wait for the vacation. These OS changes oh, don't mean much if the app experience tablet is tablets that? I don't aren't recognize awesome. Yeah. So starting today, we'll be updating more than 20 Google Must apps to look amazing on large screens and take oh, okay. full so advantage Google's of the do, functionality. At least Google's, Google's doing it. A lot more to come. <laughs> you might ask why they hadn't done Let's that earlier. Let's take a look at some of these great new yeah. experiences. Yeah. The tablet version of YouTube Music puts more of the music you love front and What's center. What's the tablet market like these We've days? optimized Google Maps to include Samsung has, information uh, sells a lot of them. to help you navigate the uh, world I have around a, you. I've had a Note 8 on order since they announced it. And the updated Messages app uses a new multi-column view. It's still so you can easily manage all your texts and quickly jump between conversations. Still backordered. I think That's so, crazy. yeah. Third-party apps uh, look great on Android tablets, too. Uh, I haven't gotten too. it yet. Let's put it You'll see way. revamped experiences <laughs> yeah. coming to your favorite apps like TikTok, Zoom, Facebook, and more. And they look awesome.
to help you find these new tablet apps, we're working to improve This is the problem, of course, is that Play. there's this other Along guy with introducing a new UI making a tablet most of the largest that really completely dominates something As you 70 can see, or 80% we're of the building market. great experiences for Goes phones, watches, tablets, and everything in between. The next step is getting all these devices to play nice with each other. So here's Lisa to tell you more yeah, about what we're doing to we're make now, everything work uh, an hour and a half better in. together. If you're tuning in for Windows Weekly, we will uh, do that immediately after this. I figure another half hour. Yeah, that'd be my guess. The whole point of adding more devices to your life is to make it easier, richer, more convenient. Devices. But that only Maybe happens if everything works product. seamlessly. Oh, stop dreaming. This is the continuity. So let me show oh, no, this you is, this how is Android seamless. brings yeah. your devices between, together yeah. to be yeah, more helpful. First, I should be able to enjoy my media on whatever surface makes sense in the moment. For example, if I'm watching a show on my tablet and want to move it to the TV so my husband can see it too, or if I'm listening to music on headphones during a run, I want to continue listening on my Bose speaker when I get home. Casting makes that really easy, so it should be everywhere, which is why we're working to extend casting capabilities to new partners and products. Another long-time Googler, 14 years even your car. at Google. She's and I want my messages to move across my devices, too. Like when I'm at my desk working, personalization my conversation should be right there on the laptop screen I'm already using. Came to Google this from fall, Microsoft. We're extending Phone Hub so you can directly access all your phone's messaging apps on your Chromebook. Phone Hub gives you the exact app you're familiar with because it's streaming from your phone. No need to install a desktop this client. Is similar to the your phone running in a tab that gets lost on your browser. So you can jump between chats, send and reply to messages, even add reactions to photos from your friends. And here's one of my favorite new features. Copy something on your phone and paste it on your tablet. It could be a URL, an address, or even a picture or screenshot. It's so simple and useful. This is one of the nicest features of Apple's continuity. Um, the, the problem is the Android and, that's how and a Windows space is so work. Just fragmented. use whatever surface is most convenient for what you want to do. Google's doing more about making that particular feature set a core piece place. of Android, though. So, and, you know, but we're still stuck in the you know, waiting for devices to get on the latest version in order to take advantage right. of the thing. Right. The yeah. no, that's always the issue. A lot of, a lot of copycat stuff for Apple here. So your phone, your laptop, and your TV. I mean, it makes sense. Both companies, you know, kind of and pollinate each other with your headphones totally. and smart devices. I mean, they don't go after each other on and patent stuff anymore, right? Because it's just also obvious. Yeah. To all the devices in your yeah, I mean, that was a big deal. The Apple suing Google, where matter but uh, comes yeah. in. once it's Steve Jobs died, I think it, it, so did the, this so did the lawsuits. Matter, matter is interesting. Google Nest hardware. This along is, with top brands and hundreds of supported products. The like Lightbulb, alliance with Zigbee Thorlogs, and other IoT plugs, manufacturers. And a lot more. It's a big list. Stacy talks You'll about this a lot You'll be able to quickly on, uh, connect all those Matter-enabled devices in Coming seconds up soon, to your home afternoon. network, Google yes. Home, and your favorite apps using FastPair. There are so many new opportunities in this multi-device world. 
from helping you do more with your phone at the center. Excuse me. I do not think we are going to see any hardware enough. And making sure all your devices work better together. I'm hopeful. Thank you so much to our millions of developers and billions of users (laughs) for making Android an incredible platform. We're excited to keep pushing it forward with you. So keep an eye out for the Android 13 beta Where I want to get to the snacks again. (laughs) Remember, it is a developer conference, so, you know, obviously the message is... Aimed at developers, uh, but Google has announced other products at Google I/O in the past. So check it out and I mean, the A series has, has, you know, now since the beginning, go, uh, aside from the last recent years, so uh, been announced. So let's check in with yeah. another fast pair, Lando and Daniel. This is Google's sent a few devices to our biggest. friends at McLaren, the newest members of the Android family. <laughs> McLaren is the so F1 <laughs> racing into. team. They it keeps crashing their Google car. From the Google hardware team. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got here? Some toys from our new sponsor. It's beautiful. Do you know you can play a game between any Android devices? It's Lando Norris game? and All Daniel right. Ricciardo. Rocket League. Go on to Rocket League. Yeah. Famous F1 drivers. Let me show you how it's done. This costs a lot of money. You're not made for this, mate. Oh. Oh, God! (laughs) Next goal wins. Oh, no. Oh, no! No! All right. Cast it to the TV. All right, let's do it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I'm new to the YouTube game. Do you think bandanas suit you? Uh, I did like that one. You see, the more you post, the less people like you. Yeah. Lando did not finish. He crashed his car in last yeah. race. All right. Who would you like to message? Andrew Daniel did not finish in Saudi Arabia. Perfect. Oh, it's yeah. kind of sad to see this. What's Mr. Zach Brown? Google doing? colors on Zach. the tires. Are you there, mate? Wrecked against the wall. Oh, oh, this is boring. Yeah. You have to be an F1 fan to really... Uh, right. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is totally lost on me. <laughs> I spent a lot of money. Although they seem like really nice. Oh, yeah. They're nice lads. <laughs> you just heard about the work we're doing across Google and Android to make a multi-device world simpler so all your devices work better together. Let's talk next about Google's own hardware. We're building on this multi-device world to create a seamless, cohesive Pixel portfolio that pulls together Uh, all the tech breakthroughs you've seen today across Google. We'll start with Pixel phones, where we take all the helpfulness and intelligence of Google and create an experience that adapts to Pixel 6, I think, the best Pixel in a long time. Last fall, we debuted Google Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. I wish I got the six, not the pro. Reimagining of Pixel inside and out. Oh, you wanted those cameras. It's our first phone powered by Google yeah. Tensor. I don't like a this mobile computer platform yeah. we developed around. Yeah, I agree. AI you might like the six. If this, the leaks look good. Tensor gives yeah. us a major advantage in mobile AI, and it's a hardware foundation that we'll be building on for years to come. With leading edge hardware, software, and AI, Pixel Six introduced some amazing new phone capabilities to help you take professional quality photos and communicate with people in another language, all while keeping your personal information private with the Google Tensor Security Core. Pixel 6 is a huge step forward for the Pixel portfolio, and it's been great to see the response from Pixel users. It's the fastest selling Pixel ever, despite all the supply constraints in the industry. 
Pixel 6 has already sold more than Pixel 4 and 5 combined. Which isn't saying all that much. No, because the 3 was the last good one. <laughs> yeah. So let's keep that momentum going. Today, I'm excited like, for like Sonya to show you the new Pixel 6a. Like Pixel 6a, here we, here we go. This had to happen. I mean, huh. the, the detail like leak, really, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Like all our A-series phones, Pixel 6a delivers the helpful, personal Pixel experience for the unbeatable price of $449. That's right. Oh. That's the same as we last year, yes? We truly believe it's the best smartphone we've ever offered for this price. And let me tell you Question. why. Pixel 6a shares the same iconic and design. The 5a right now is listed at 449 on the site. With a unique so two-tone probably. look and slim bezels surrounding See, our Jeff, perfectly this looks profitable nice. yeah. 6.1-inch yeah, display. The, the camera's bump is now that's pretty small. absorbed which into Which houses the... our dual rear camera system no, with still... a 12-megapixel uh-huh. main and ultra-wide lens. How big and is the 6 Pro? All of that Pro? is encased in our recycled aluminum frame. 6.7, I think. The this real magic of right. Pixel right. 6a is what you're able to do with it. In years past, the A-series really took advantage of Google's strength in AI to get the most out of affordable hardware. Yeah, that so camera bump is definitely a lot shallower. Yes. For yeah. a low price. Still there, but not as big. And that was great. Yeah. The combination of Google Smarts and a mid-range processor produced amazing smartphones that our users love. But now However, we've got our premium as Tensor Brian mentioned, chip. we now have our own Google oh, Tensor well, SoC. <laughs> so the fir- for the first time, we've developed a Never common did find out hardware system. If Samsung's that making that chip, did we? Or portfolio. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's a Google design. came out and said it, but yeah, yeah we pretty much so know what does that, that means? that's the case. It means that Pixel 6a includes the same fast 5G connectivity as Pixel 6 and 6 Pro. It uses the exact same security architecture with Titan M2 for industry-leading protection that makes the phone more resilient to attacks. And most importantly, Pixel 6a uses the same premium Google Tensor SoC as our Pixel 6 Pro. Same speed? We need to be so... That's right. That is a big deal for a phone at this price. With Google Tensor as the brain inside Pixel 6a, one of the advantages of making your own chip, you can do that. Run nearly five times faster than Pixel 5a, so we can provide better performance and richer AI-driven experiences for the same low price. Pixel 6a gives you the same great Android experience as our Pixel 6 Pro, as well as Pixel-exclusive features across photography, speech, security and more. Let's start with photography. The camera system has real tone built in, so your photos are beautifully and accurately reflect your own skin tone. It also has night sight, so you can take incredible low-light photos. And yes, Pixel 6a includes magic eraser in Google Photos, to remove those God, distractions never from your used. otherwise <laughs> perfect pictures. It's a cool feature. Now, it works it's neat. Well. Beach, yeah. But that totally, doesn't mean it's you neat. want them it's in just... your beautiful photos. With just a tap, you can make them disappear like magic. 
Like, I don't care. That 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 umbrella didn't offend me. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. What, what did the umbrella this. do? Neither they should have put some, you know, ugly people so in the background. So you can also change the color of distracting objects in <laughs> your Wait a minute. Someone's smoking a cigarette. The, color. the object's colors and shading. Oh, that's interesting. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> Deep fake! Deep fake! I'll never yeah, know what the yeah. color of the cooler is. What's so real anymore? On the subject, where it should be. Now, let's talk about speech. Tensor's strength in machine learning enables amazing on-device speech features like live caption, recorder, and live translate. It's like having a personal interpreter and translator wherever you go. It even works in airplane mode, and protected computing ensures your speech data remains private with on-device processing. The other week, I was at my local bank, and I noticed someone struggling to communicate in English with the bank teller. It reminded me of my childhood interpreting for my grandmother and helping her navigate a vital Again, if you're tuning in for Windows Weekly, we'll get to... The bank uh, visitor pulled out their phone show, Paul and, and started Mary jo, talking to it uh, in interpreter as mode. As soon as they Just like that, the language barrier was gone. The bank employee knew exactly how to help the person. What could have been a really frustrating moment became an empowering one. Now, breaking down language barriers shouldn't be just for the most expensive smartphones. Ah. It should be for everyone. And thanks to Tensor, we're able to bring Live Translate to Pixel 6a. Anywhere Tensor goes, these features go. I mean, that's the power of what Google offers at this point. And finally, everyone deserves to have peace of mind knowing your phone is protected. So the sacrifices here are maybe the frame rate, 60 hertz, and and you lose that third lens. I mean, the camera, the the main camera is a step down uh, to the quality of the camera on the 6 Okay, so you get the wide and ultra wide, but uh, they're not as good. 6 gigs of RAM, 128 gigs of storage. This is for 449. Google hardware and software experience does it have an earphone jack? No, come on, get real. Speech and security. <laughs> Nobody's ever going to do that again. You have to get a moto battery. or something for that. I mean, this is the, this is the first A series that doesn't Pixel have the headphone jack, so that's no well, okay. Well, yeah, it was not right. a dumb question. All right. Yeah. Pre-order starting July 21st. So that is, uh, that is because wow. of supply chain. That is, uh, it comes yeah. in three colors, so you can order one. I think Stacy would like this phone a lot better than... Pick it up in store on the 28th. It's the right size for her floppy Back over to you, Brian. (laughs) Delivers on the 28th. This is definitely a supply chain constraint. I wonder the the materials on the back, if it's a a plastic or or something as opposed to glass. On creating helpful technology for everyone. And with the A-Series, the Google smartphone experience is available to more people. But for those who want the latest, greatest, and fastest, we're also working on our next generation Pixel 7 phones. Let me give you an early preview so you can see what's coming mm. this fall. Oh. They've not done this before. But I think oh, they finally realized you can't keep these leaks. No. Secret. Yeah. Here's a first look at the Pixel 7 and Pixel 7 Pro. Oh. Oh, Ooh. we get a little preview. Ooh. You can see that we've extended the like aluminum chromey. finish to the entire camera bar for the next evolution of the Pixel design language. The housing and camera bar are made from a single piece of 100% recycled aluminum. And the gorgeous Pixel 7 Pro in its triple camera system sets a completely new standard for photography, performance, and design. That's kind of nice. With I really love like the that. contrast of the different yeah, materials and the simplicity of yeah, the design. Yeah, this looks nice. 
The polished aluminum looks beautiful with the glass and the back. Maybe of the you don't phone. need a case with polished aluminum. On the inside, Pixel 7 and 7 Pro are designed to deliver the most helpful, most personal experience you can get in a smartphone. They'll use the next generation of our Google there Tensor go. SoC, bringing even more AI-heavy breakthroughs and helpful personalized experiences across speech, AI-heavy video, and security. They, they, no, they don't give numbers of course, to the Tensor. Both phones so will ship with Android just, 13. It's going to be the next All the one. goodness that comes yeah, with our latest mobile OS. Trust them. Trust us. It'll be faster. Better. That's it's all better. we'll share about yeah. Pixel 7 and Pixel 7 Pro today. But it's check out the Google Store online way. for more details <laughs> and new experiences powered by Google Tensor in the coming months. Uh, just ask Evleeks and yeah, he'll tell you. Now, great phones need And then we'll buds, tell you shortly which after. Which is why our Pixel Buds New are made buds. to perfectly complement your Pixel phone. Yeah, this is one of the, one of the, um, the rumors is Pixel Buds Pro. And this summer, we're excited to expand the Pixel Buds family with a Pro tier offering. There we go. It's a powerful new set of earbuds called Pixel Buds Pro. <laughs> That's all we have to say. They're, they're pro. Let's take a look at what makes them so special. What makes them special? These earbuds have all the helpfulness you. and smarts you'd expect from Google, embedded in the best mobile audio hardware noise we've ever designed. And they're the first Pixel Buds with active yeah. noise cancellation. Yeah, of course. It's a, big, it's Ooh, a bigger body. body. Yeah, look at yeah. it. Noise sure. cancellation is a difficult technical challenge because it needs to be smart enough yeah. to account for noise across a wide frequency spectrum and powerful enough for super low latency. Pixel Buds Pro deliver one of the best noise cancellation performances in wireless earbuds today because they're designed around a new custom audio processor. Mm. It's a six core audio chip running Google developed algorithms tuned by our in-house audio engineering team. That's interesting. It uses a neural processing engine to analyze external sound mm. with extremely low latency, canceling it in real time through custom speakers. This may be worth a purchase. Now, everyone's ears are unique. So it's not always possible for the ear tips to form a perfect seal. That's for damn sure. And that can the sound leaking in from the outside. Hate that. To counteract this, out. our active noise cancellation uses new silent seal technology to compensate for audio leakage. This helps maximize the amount of noise that's being canceled. Basically means so rubber you get sticking up against your ear, premium right? sound without distraction. Sometimes, though, you do want to hear what's going on around you. For these occasions, there's transparency mode. It lets outside sound in so you experience the world like you're not wearing earbuds at all. But great earbuds don't just let you hear things, they allow you to be heard. So whether you're talking on the phone or taking a meeting outside, our beam-forming microphones use noise suppression algorithms that have been trained with machine learning. Wind, traffic, or other background noise will be suppressed, and your voice will be clear no matter where you are. Sorry, you, Jeff. I'd, I'd, I'd wait for the reviews before you rush out the <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, having custom been audio past, chip is also yeah. engineered for power efficiency, so you get more out of the battery. Worked out so well for you. In fact, Pixel Buds Pro gives you up to 11 hours listening time, or seven hours with active noise cancellation turned on, so you can tune out the noise on that long flight. Flight. Like all our Pixel Buds, <laughs> the Pro Series are built to deliver a helpful, hands-free experience. So you can ask the assistant for all sorts of things, like walking directions, or get real-time translation in 40 languages, and much more. Pixel Buds Pro will support multi-point connectivity, so your earbuds know to automatically switch from a podcast on your phone to a video call on your laptop. It's so much easier than clicking into your Bluetooth settings. 
and it works between your compatible phones, tablets, laptops, and TVs. The family. And later this year, we'll update Pixel Buds Pro to support spatial audio. So when you oh, yeah. watch a movie or TV show on compatible Pixel phones, that. you'll be right in the middle oh. of the action. 3D? Is that otherwise known as 3D audio? Yeah, or Atmos. It's what the Apple's been doing. It's a kind of validation. Lastly, if you ever lose an earbud, yeah. you can use Find My Device to ring your Pixel Buds Pro or see where they're at, even if you only lost yeah, one. These are just basically feature for feature copies of the earbuds. The Pro. new Pixel Buds Pro AirPods come in Pro. four colors. They'll ah. be available online for pre-order on July 21st which one, and Jason? on sale the 28th, delivering the smarts of Google also to top-tier noise cancellation for $199. And here's Rick mm-hmm. with a few more Pixel updates. Oh, that's, uh, Give me a watch. That's, uh, Pixel book. Pixel book. Rick Osterloh. Now, he's the guy who might do the watch. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. We've got a lot yeah. in the Hardware. Pixel pipeline, representing investments across uh, all different kinds of technologies. Custom silicon with Google Tensor. New multi-device experiences on Android, like Samir and Lisa shared earlier cutting-edge AI research, helpful software and services, powerful data security with Titan Get to the hardware, Rick. And so much more. <laughs> it's an incredible tech stack. All of these things work in concert to deliver our vision of ambient computing, providing the help people need wherever they want it. In a multi-device world, people don't want to spend their life fussing with technology. An ambient approach gets the tech out of your way so you can live your life while getting the help you need. It doesn't matter what device you're using, what context you're in, whether you're talking, typing, or tapping. The technology in your life works together seamlessly. To get there, we start by laying the foundation with protected computing, as you heard from Jen. With these security and privacy fundamentals in place, we can deliver new, personalized cross-device experiences. Next, we add Google Smarts, a layer of intelligence and responsiveness so your devices don't just work better together, they work better together for you. We're working toward a world where your front door knows when to lock itself. Your TV, pauses itself when you get up to grab a snack. Your devices know whether to send an incoming call to your phone, your earbuds, or your watch. Or your Building watch. on our ambient computing vision <laughs> and our end-to-end Google that tech jacket stack, there, Rick. Let's we're see able what you to extend on. what Pixel <laughs> devices can do for you now back and in the future. Maybe he lost his, his watch in a bar. So let me show you what's coming. <laughs> You have a laptop I'll sh- show you my watch, stomach. but uh, I left it. We will it. start with a quick preview of the new the watch. Google Pixel. And he is wearing it. And it yeah, looks okay. just like the renders. The slave. Yeah. All right. Preview, though. Notice preview. Yeah. It's yeah. the first watch built inside in October. by Google. <laughs> right. And yeah. it's coming this fall. This fall. With our new oh, there Pixel you go. 7. Yeah, so the October. With yeah. the 7. Pixel Watch. Yeah. Wow. It's a bold circular dome design. A you already know all crown. this, but we'll show you again. Beautiful recycled stainless steel. 
with customizable bands nice, that seamlessly attach. It looks nice, yeah. yeah. And Pixel Watch delivers an outstanding Wear OS experience on your wrist. It features really an improved band, Wear OS UI with more fluid navigations. Yeah. Just like the Moto locked in. Go ahead. You're it's all designed their, to be their, tappable, uh, bands voice well, enabled, yeah. right. and glanceable. Just like Apple. Not a so you can be yeah. more present at home, at work, or on the go. With, uh, what he's wearing looks like you can ask the assistant for help getting things done. You get the same problem and they had with the Moto 360, which is the there's a fairly hefty bezel Maps, around that, yeah. which you can see. You can get and this is the problem. Yeah. The reason Apple go, doesn't do a curve is because you lose the corners. So you lose some display space around it. You can leave your physical wallet at home, too. I do think round looks better on the wrist, but... Yeah. You can quickly tap to pay at the store or to ride the subway. And with the new Google Home app for Wear OS, you can turn off the lights, adjust the thermostat, or get an alert when there's a person or a package at your front door. Now, my favorite thing about the watch is the deep integration with Fitbit, which is coming and of course, first. We expected this because they acquired Fitbit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's coming first to the Google Pixel Watch for industry-leading health and fitness experiences. This is the lesson Apple learned with the You Apple can get Watch. insights into your it health wasn't a fashion with continuous device. heart rate it was a and health sleep device. tracking. Right. You can see uh, your active zone yeah. minutes when you're working out and track your stats and progress against your personal fitness goals. Google Pixel Watch is a natural extension of the Pixel family, providing help whenever and wherever Google would you love need to it. have the ecosystem that Apple It'll be does. available I mean, this fall, and we'll share many more details in and the And if anybody months. could do it, it's Google. Now, along with wearables, the Android team has made big advancements in tablet software, like you saw oh. earlier. Oh, and there's so much tablet? we can do here when we apply Pixel Nexus. with Tensor <laughs> the Pixel Nexus to a larger screen a Tensor tablet. Well, that would be interesting. So I want to give you a sneak peek Again. at something we're working on for 2023. Oh, Lord. Now, normally yeah, we wouldn't really announce a new product this. a year before it's ready. But there's so much amazing energy around tablets in the developer community that we wanted to bring you all into the loop. Yeah, they really need to get the so app developers to make tablets compatible. at yeah. our new yeah. Pixel tablet. Versions. Pixel tablet. And it's that corner. That's all you get to see, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Android or a Chrome? Android. It's a next-generation Android tablet Android. powered by Google yeah. Tensor, designed Perfect. to be a perfect companion for your Pixel phone. Big. The tablet bridges like your on-the-go life with your at-home Yeah, life, it does. Working seamlessly with all of your Pixel devices so, but to with provide the most helpful experience Surely. possible. We're designing it to be the most helpful tablet in the world, and we're aiming to make it available next year. A laptop, Rick? Just a little laptop for me, please. In 2025, we hope to do a new Chromebook. So to quickly recap... <laughs> Pixel oh, 6A, oh, that's it. Pixel Buds Pro there are coming this summer, and we'll have lots more details to share Lucky soon cruel. about Pixel 7, Pixel 7 Pro, Pixel Watch, and the new Pixel Tablet. Hmm. Hmm. Do you think supply chain, it must be supply chain uh, slowing some of this stuff down? We're pushing forward into so yeah, many helpful yeah. hardware experiences agree, across yeah. phones, wearables audio, yeah. smart home, and tablet computing. 
It adds up to a true Pixel family of devices. Yeah, that's what they want. With different options yep. for different budgets and needs. With Ambient you Computing, you don't have a, a family Star, without Uncle this Laptop. Pixel portfolio is <laughs> not true. Designed around you. <laughs> you now have Ant Watch. You, you watch Bazaar, isn't it? They make Chrome OS, but they don't make. And you can see. Well, all I guess they still are making the, the, the Pixel Books go, right? You can or still you can buy drop it. Right? by our physical yeah, Google stores in New York City. Along with our original location in Chelsea, we're adding a second one in Williamsburg this summer. So of please step by and check it cool. out if you can. Oh, sorry, Rick. We're going to play this music now. I think he was still talking. I hate to say it. Yeah. Uh, now we get the ad for the ecosystem. Should the Pixel tablet have the uh, have the camera bar? <laughs> well, it doesn't. Notice, yeah. No, I mean it doesn't. But yeah, yeah. should they have it stuck with the design? It's thicker anyway. Or What's that? More than one camera. Bar. Yeah. yeah. I actually, now that I think about that tablet, it only had one camera on the back. So that's yeah. Traditionally, the, uh, you know, these it's always bugged me. I feel like the tablet should have yeah. cameras equal to the phone, but they just don't want to put those bumps on there and. And they need more depth if they're going to do that. So, yeah, yeah. All right. So the Pixel like family the new, expanded. I like the new uh, the camera bar on the five A. That looks. Uh, or was That's that the right. seven? That was the seven. I I saw. It was the seven. Yeah. Yeah. The, the aluminum. aluminum. Yeah. And now, final word. I guess we will close it off at noon. Sunder Pachai. CEO Today we event. talked about all the technologies that are changing how we use computers and access knowledge. We see devices working seamlessly together, exactly when and where you need them, and with conversational interfaces that make it easier to get things done. Looking ahead, there is a new frontier of computing, which has the potential to extend all of this even further, and that's augmented reality. At Google... Oh. We've yeah, been I heavily about that. invested in this area. We have been building augmented reality into many Google products, from Google Lens to multi-search, scene exploration, and live and immersive views in maps. These AR capabilities are already useful on phones, and the magic will really come alive when you can Both use them Meta in the real and world Apple without the technology getting in the way. AR headsets this year. That potential is what gets us most excited about AR. The ability to spend time. Wow, making that pointable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's just a demo, but it's a cool. The idea. ability to spend time focusing on what matters in the real world, in our real lives. You know, the real world is pretty amazing. <laughs> Google endorses real world. That's good. <laughs> There's those prompters in the back that he was reading. It's certainly looking that way to me right now. It's so good to be back in Shoreline, and I can yeah, tell you're all enjoying the, it too. Yeah, much reduced audience. It's and important it does look chilly, to design you know? in a way that yeah. is built for the real world and doesn't take you away from it. And AR gives us new ways to accomplish Are those this. AR glasses? Let's take Ooh. language as an example. Language is just so fundamental to connecting with one another. Yet, understanding someone who speaks a different language or trying to follow a conversation if you're deaf 
or hard of hearing can be a real challenge. Let's see what oh, happens when we take man. our advancements in translation yeah, look at the and temples. transcription the, you know, those, and yep. deliver them yep. in your line of sight. Uh -oh. well, I got to buy Google Glass again. We've been testing. Take a look. <laughs> well, it's a, you know, in a way, it's an opportunity lost. They were, you know, kind of well ahead Mandarin of everybody else. Mandarin, and I yeah. speak English, which is a strange thing. We'd love to be able to share with you a new prototype we've been working on. So there is a glasses. You should be seeing what I'm saying. Oh my god. Transcribed for you in real time. Oh. Kind of like subtitles for the world. Heads up display. Fantastic. What we're working on is technology that enables us to break down language barriers. Taking years of research in Google Translate and bringing that to glasses. Do you see me? Oh, see, see the real. Oh, I'm actually looking straight into your eyes, and it seems like you're looking right at me. Making access to information just instant and intuitive. I mean, honestly, wouldn't you want By it to doing be that, audio technology rather than fades text. into the background, and we're more connected um, with the people and the things around us. Having gone through simultaneous translation, no, no, okay. It's very uh, it's weird. Yeah, Google did by more glasses. The heads-up display looks a lot like the same like kind of interface. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I don't understand. Love those glasses, by the way. Yeah, this is just a one-direction thing, though, right? If you're wearing the glasses, sure, I can see what the other person's saying. How do I? You both have to have the glasses. Yeah, I guess you both have to have the glasses. Because, you know, if, if this worked in both directions from a single glass somehow, that would be an amazing travel companion, right? Yeah. Like, anytime you go somewhere, well, it's that's like, right. cool, so you, my... Could you put these glasses on? Because I'd like to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, right. You can see it in their faces. The joy that comes with it's pretty cool, though. naturally to someone. That moment of connection to understand and be understood. Yeah, this is way That's off, what our presumably. focus on knowledge yeah. and computing is all about. And it's what we strive for They'll do a new, every uh, day. Before the products they get that are built out. to help. Each year, we get a little closer to delivering on our timeless mission. A little closer. And we still have so much further to go. Yes, we do. At Google, we genuinely feel a sense of excitement about that. And we are optimistic that the breakthroughs you just saw will help us get there. Thank you to all of the developers, partners, and customers who joined us today. We look forward to building the future with all of you. Thank you so much. And there you go. A tight two hours. I mean tight. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Two hours. Uh, Google yeah. I.O. for 2022. Of course, because it's a developers conference, there'll be a lot more uh, events going on. Traditionally, what Google would do is kick the press out at this point and uh, let the developers stick around. The developer keynote is starting in 15 minutes. We will not we'll break away from our coverage. If you want to watch that, of course, you can watch it on YouTube. Uh, we're going to go to Windows Weekly in a bit. Uh, any surprises, uh, Jason? I mean, I think the, you know, as far as the product side of things is concerned, I was surprised to see the preview of the Pixel 7. Um, although in in hindsight, kind of like not surprised after afterwards, just because Google year after year, at least in the last couple of years, has always been faced with these leaks. And, and they've done that unprecedented thing of like just eventually announcing it, addressing it, you know, months before release to at least kind of get ahead of the leak uh, channel. But now 
they're they're not even risking that. They're like, yeah, well, okay, here's the Pixel Seven. It's not coming for another six to eight months, but uh, you know, it's somewhere down the line, and here it is. Um, so I was surprised to see them preview that. Surprised about the Pixel Tablet uh, preview for 2023, though disappointed that we have to wait until then. I'm and I mean, outside of that, I mean, everything we we kind of already knew about you know anything that they were talking about with Android 13. Uh, Google Wallet. There were rumors that they were going back to that. It still makes me it makes me laugh. Uh, but yeah, those are those are kind of the highlights for me. If you want the Pixel 6a or the new Pixel Buds Pro, you're going to have to wait to pre-order for for five weeks. It's not a pre-order is July 21st yeah. for delivery uh, July 28th. Uh, I have to think that's a supply chain issue, but but still, they could have set the orders up now for July 28th. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they don't know how many they can make. That's a really good point. They probably don't know how many they'll have. You're right. Okay, that would make sense. But but it's always it always feels to me a lost opportunity when you have a big event, big announcement. They're going to get tons of of press in all different directions about this stuff, and then no action, no call to action. You literally have to wait, and you're going to forget about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, Jeff, any thoughts about uh, what Google Um, talked about? Did I am I wrong, or did we hear absolutely nothing about Chrome OS? Zero. Oh Zero. yeah, we really didn't hear about Chrome OS. No. Zero. Not only did they not announce it a Pixel Book, they didn't mention well, their existing that, Pixel tablet. Yeah. No, no, that Chrome is interesting, OS actually. And they didn't mention Chrome OS at all. Yeah. At all. No. And nor nor the new operating system or you know is everything going to Android? Does Android become the future? I don't know. We keep on guessing around that. Yeah. Um, huh. uh, I don't think there were. I think I think the. You know, when Leo complains about about uh, Google's not doing enough stuff, there is the behind the scenes AI stuff, which is pretty amazing. And I and I point yeah. again to language, where it is a quantum leap of quality in what's happened behind the scenes on language. And 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 you just it's 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 the boiling in the water. You don't know it until you're using it, and it really works. During the Ukraine war, I've been reading the Helsinki Sanomat uh, almost daily uh, because the translation is so good. That I can figure out what's going on with Finland and NATO and other things, and 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 so that behind the scenes AI development is pretty impressive. It just doesn't, you know, make it out to the world to say, oh yeah, Google's doing a lot of stuff. Uh, mm. Looking at my notes here, um, the Lambda education stuff is, is yeah. interesting. Again, um, stuff okay. we saw last year, but maybe they made some yes. progress with it this year. It'll be fun to play with the test kitchen when that goes live. Totally. Um, and certainly the 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 skin tone work is ethically. I mean, you know, they use the phrase ethical AI, which is a little bit risky given the people who've left the company <laughs> over trying to keep them ethical in AI. But it's a substantiation of what it means to be ethical in your computing. Yeah. Um, to to care about about diversity truly in that sense, and so I think that's a that's a good thing. It's a good it's a good model. That's kind of it for me. I have to say though, this if if this wasn't. <laughs> You could have done this same kind of keynote a year ago, with the exception of the hardware announcements, and yeah. you know, and the, and the year before, Google does inch forward in AI, but you know, to say, oh, now, you know, our maps are bigger, and our and we've got air raid alerts in Ukraine, all kind of small steps forward. The other thing that really struck me is how much catch up they're playing or trying to play with Apple. It's almost as if they're saying, looking at the Apple playbook and saying, oh yeah, we could, we'll do that too. Rather than coming up with something new and unique, um, I still get the feeling of a of kind of a wounded Google. COVID was not kind to Google, and I feel like they're still not quite firing on all cylinders. Which is odd. I'm not sure why that would be. I don't the either. Case. I don't understand it. 
But yeah. you also consider, you know, if you look at, at Google versus Twitter now, which is besieged, uh, Facebook, which is a shell of itself, uh, Google is the surviving tech monster. Yeah. Well, Google and Microsoft and, and Apple, you know. But, uh, yeah. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. So now you it. get to go to the boring land of Windows. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeff Jarvis will be back in a couple of hours for this week in Google. Uh, Jason Howell will be back tomorrow with Tech News Weekly. I'm sure you'll have more to say That's about right. all this on All About Android as well next Tuesday. For uh, sure. For thank sure, you right. so much for uh, being here, Thanks both of you. Me. Thank you all for joining us yeah. for this Twit News special, Google I.O. 2022. Hey, I'm Rod Pyle, editor of Ad Astra Magazine, and each week I'm joined by Tarek Malik, the editor-in-chief over at Space.com, in our new This Week in Space podcast. Every Friday, Tarek and I take a deep dive into the stories that define the new space age. What's NASA up to? When will Americans once again set foot on the moon? And how about those samples from the Perseverance rover? When are those coming home? What the heck has Elon Musk done now? In addition to all the latest and greatest in space exploration, we'll take an occasional look at bits of spaceflight history that you probably never heard of, and all with an eye towards having a good time along the way. Check us out on your favorite podcatcher. <laughs>